Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show with Nancy Hopkins, Walt Silva, and Dolly Howard. This is a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's April 6, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard, and we hope you're having a wonderful day. This is the second show that Walt and I are doing today, and um, we had a good one on the Shungite Show. If you if you missed it, you, you can get it in archives in a day or so. Um, okay, so... Um, uh, I I, uh, I have up a, a promo, uh, Walt. I figured we might as well just jump into the Holy Grail Vortex. Correct? Did I get that right? Walt, are you muted? Okay. What's Sorry, I'm not a professional producer like the, like, <laughs> like you. I'm, I got <laughs> muted. I forgot to mute myself. <laughs> you don't do this enough. Oh, I bet you someone's going to invent an automatic mute button that realizes too much time has passed and it just takes itself off something. Well, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it'll probably take us off the station. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we could do that. Or we could ask Dolly. Let's ask Dolly. Dolly, is there any news out there? I haven't even been watching it. Is there anything happening? You haven't probably watched it either. <laughs> No, I turned it on. I turned the five on today to see if there was anything. I was getting pissed off a little bit because uh, you know our favorite person, Juan. But then Dan, Dan Bongino, Dan Bongino was so good. He ripped Juan a new one. Did he? <laughs> so then I got happy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but there's nothing. No, because they're just talking stupid things like you know, the state of Georgia lost some some sort of all team. Lost some co- what? Because they changed their voting rules and and oh, uh, okay. it, it, just stupid stuff. Just just nothing's going on. I'm, I'm losing my teeth. <laughs> Get in. There. <laughs> Then uh, uh, Walter contacted me, so I got a little sight. Uh, uh, so, no, nothing. nothing. But uh, before we end at 8 o'clock, I would like to talk about the clouds. Oh, okay, let's do that then, because clouds are nice things to talk about. And I, I'm always fascinated with them, too. What did you want to ask Walt? Um, well, I want to tell you both, and listeners, um, when I went out, because there was a full moon this, this this month, the end of last month, recently, and uh, I went out to see it, and when I looked up, you can look up and you can see some clouds over the moon between us and the moon. 
down and they're moving. Nothing in the sky was moving. Nothing. Nada. Absolute stillness. There, there, there weren't even any bugs flying around. And we live in Florida. You can hear the bugs flying around us. Stuff. It was very eerie, different. It didn't scare me. I just wondered, what is going on here? And it wasn't just the clouds by the moon. I turned all the way around, 360 degrees. Not one movement of clouds. I've never in my lifetime seen this before. And it was, a, a, you know how the sky can make everything look uh, pink or yellow? Well, it, it was a thing like that, but it wasn't a color. It, it was more of a... A dullness, a, a nothingness. And I just wondered if you guys had noticed, if you've ever heard of anything like that. I didn't know what to think of it. And I ran in to tell kids all excited, well, they didn't give a poop. You know, it's just another thing that mom does. <laughs> so... I didn't get any reaction from them, and I just wondered, what's going on? I don't know, Walt, aren't clouds supposed to move all the time? Well, the the thing is, is it's worthy of mentioning, I'm not not a professional meteorologist, but I did study meteorology in school, and the thing that uh, grabs my attention in this is that uh, Dali lives in a seaside community right right there next to the ocean. So there's one thing that never stops in the ocean is wind. And depending on, on the hour of the day, it, it blows toward the water or it blows toward the land. So in the, in the morning, it'll blow toward the water, and then at night, it blows toward the land. So that's always a given with when you're li- living in a seaside town. But to live in a seaside town and have the air completely, utterly still, that's really quite a sight. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think somebody, I think the person who was in charge of keeping the matrix of the cloud up here, the holograph <laughs> of the cloud, fell asleep. <laughs> or didn't show up for work. <laughs> Nat, Nat said something like that the day after. Some squad just saying saying something interesting to you because I did notice that in my backyard um, I, I I noticed that the air was so nice I actually reclined in my gravity chair in the backyard and decided to, to take a nap even though there were people uh, playing and playing music in the park uh, but uh, it, it felt very still and I thought well I guess it's it's Easter uh, nobody's doing much of anything, so it's it, it would. I thought it would contribute to that stillness, and I guess I'm not the only one who felt that. Others felt it as well. I just don't know what to think of it. I mean, 
Did you see, feel any breeze when you well, you were in your room? Pro- no, you went out to see the moon. Were you outside? Did you feel yeah. any breeze or anything? I went out on the lanai, yeah. No, no. Just complete stillness. Well, Stillness, I, yeah. I don't know what to tell you about that. That's really good because considering how they're they are pushing the fear agenda, you would think you, there would be a lot of... Uh, of restlessness, but you're not getting restlessness, you're getting quietness, that's really a very good sign. Yeah, you would think that. I wasn't afraid, I just was wondering, what is going on? I wanted wanted to know, I always wanted to know why, (laughs) but I didn't get any answer. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, I just thought maybe be educated on something. That's very peculiar. But, you know, last week, uh, you know, I can't look at the chat because if I look at the chat, I get completely lost on what I'm doing. So I don't really look at the chat. But after the show, I'll go and I'll read it. And I didn't realize that everybody was yelling for me to show them my haircut picture. <laughs> yeah, I told you they want to see it. I know, but yep. I, I, sure. I, I just but you did, didn't want to do it. Well, I, well, first off, I wasn't sure what my hair looked like. I had headphones on. I had, I probably had combed it, but I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not positive I combed it. So anyway, I felt really bad because I, I you know, if I can do something for for our audience, well, I'm I'm going to do it. You know, that's just just the way I feel about it. And so um, I decided, okay, I'm going to take a a picture of my haircut. And then oh, I was cool. okay. So then I was over at um, at Sandy's house for Easter, and it just so happens that Cindy was there. And Cindy's a half wit. Well, she's actually a good photographer. So I said to her, "Will you do me a favor and just take a picture of my haircut?" And she said, "Oh yeah, sure." So so I'm just I just put up my picture of my haircut. Can you see it? It's in chat. It's coming up now. Oh, yeah, it just came up. Hold on. Got to move it. Oh, do you have a front picture? Well, they wanted I love the, the color. They, they wanted the haircut. I, that's more hair on the back of my head than there is on the front of my head. <laughs> so I said, "Well, I just just take a picture of the back of it, right?" But I it mean, does frame your face. <laughs> well, here, here's the here's the one from the front. Okay. Okay. Damn, it's so big. It's very big. It came up very big. No, no way. You gotta move it when you put it in there. We have to move it, huh? No, but I mean it's a big. Oh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay. Now. Huh? Now the the, the 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 crazy ass thing about this is I that love the style. The what? You love the, the style. what? Style. Oh yeah. The I mean style. yeah. Yeah, she did a really. She's really very good at it. But looks um, like a picture of a professional pilot. Professional pilot? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the first thing. Yeah. The professional pilot getting off the plane, looking at the camera, smiling. Pilot. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. But okay, but the, the this a is huge scare on her forehead. A few from what? The latest battle. Huge scar on her forehead from the latest battle. I have a scar on my forehead. Can't you see it? 
right across the forehead. Like it, yeah. Wow, that Klingon didn't go down without a fight, huh? Oh, I, I don't, think it's a hair. It's a hair. Walter, it's it's, it's one a of the piece. Darker it's, hairs. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, okay. <laughs> because there was a blemish on my forehead, but I I took it out. I doc I doctored this picture a little bit. I'm admitting to it. And I how could I have a scar that he's seeing on my forehead? My God, I doctored that forehead. Well, the, the hairs are black, but the scar is red. So well, what? No, there's no scar. I don't think it's just a hair. Just a hair that caught the red. It's just a hair. I I followed it up into her head area where it comes from. Follow the follow it around. Oh, this is going to be the most analyzed photograph in the history of cosmic reality. Okay, but okay, so so I I, I get the pictures. I I you know she emailed them from her phone and everything, and I you know get the ones that have the seemingly the best of them and I take terrible pictures because my mom had really long eyelashes and I have to take glaucoma drops not because I've got glaucoma but because it runs in the family and they wanted to be you know preventative so okay so I take these but these drops will make your eyelashes grow longer and if if I took off those glasses, I've got just little slits, not because my eyes aren't open, but because of the eyelids. So I always look like I'm stoned. <laughs> you know? And, and I'm really not... I'm really not vain, but I don't want to go around having pictures up where I look like I'm stoned. So, so anyway, so I'm looking at this picture. What? Eyebrows look perfectly manicured. Your eyebrows look perfectly manicured. Well, they were almost, but I did have to touch them up just a tiny bit so, with, the, <laughs> with the, the magic thingy that you do in camera work. <laughs> I, hey, I'm so honest, I can't, you know, I can't not tell you the truth. <laughs> but to, to the, the, thing that, the thing that blew me away, after I'd all done this and had the pictures up on in front of me. I looked at this thing, and I just, I mean, I started rolling on the floor. I was laughing so hard because, let's see, this must have been, holy moly, it had to have been 2014. No, probably even before that, maybe 13. The only picture that was halfway decent where I had an excuse for my eyes looking so, so closed because I was laughing, I had that same shirt on. It has to have been ten years ago, and you know I, I'm telling oh Sandy. I'm telling Sandy. I said, "Oh crap! I got three pictures that I've ever used for promo, and two of them have the same shirt on, and it's ten years between them at least." And she she said, "People don't understand that in Florida, we we're mostly warm, so you get these cool days and you get cold days, and this is the cool day shirt." So I wear this shirt maybe in a year, maybe, you know, four or five times is all. Maybe that m many times, you know, because it's just so the perfect, it's the perfect, <laughs> it's the perfect weight for the, for the day. But think of the, think of the irony of it, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe I should wear this shirt and get all my pictures taken in it because the only time I get a good picture is when I got this shirt on, apparently. <laughs> 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 ay, ay, ay. But I anyway, just threw my say again. And threw away the the clothes that I've had. I just went through my closet, and 
and cleaned out the clothes I've had for a couple decades, some of them three or four decades. And I bought some new clothes, and they're completely different. They are very colorful. Uh, some of them shine in the dark. They're so colorful. And I bought the blouses and to match. I can mix and match my wardrobe now. And this is the first time I've had up-to-date wardrobe ever. Speaking of wardrobes. I love clothes. I love my clothes. That's why I never get rid of them. I love my clothes. (laughs) They're like, you know, they belong to me. They're my family. I know who they are. You know, I can't get rid of clothes. I'm I'm crazy like that. Well, I had to some of them because they were literally the thread was so old it was falling apart yeah I, I put those in a special drawer <laughs> the drawer oh. I, I only <laughs> open up to put things in that I can't throw away you know that drawer Yeah. I never look at yeah. it there's, there's another reason to change to get new wardrobe like in my case nothing fits everything just falls off of me it looks like I'm wearing clown clothing how much the weight did you lo- lose? How much weight did you I lose? don't know, but I'm, I'm even thinner than when I left the hospital. <laughs> so I have no idea. I don't have a scale to me- to measure myself. Oh, oh man, you look so you look so good. I, I was he was on <laughs> Skype with me. We're going to he, he well, anyway, but he was on Skype and he looks really really good. I mean, you know, shall shall we take a a a, a trip back into time? And let me see if let me see if I can find this because I've got a picture that was taken the last show you did before you had your awakening event. event. I don't know what to call it. I wonder if it's here. I hope it's here. I might have life changing event. Yes, it was life changing. That's what it. Uh, yeah. Oh dear! Now we put. I apparently have put it in the archives, which means that. There's probably 3,000 archives here. <laughs> oh, oh, they keep coming up and up and up. They come fit on the thing. Okay, so when would that... When when did you have this thing happen to you? Uh, the day after my birthday. Uh, my birthday is July the 28th. It happened uh, the 29th. So I spent the month of August in the hospital. Oh dang! I don't. I'm not finding this picture. I'll put it up in the. Pro, no, I won't put it in the. Pro, it was a horrible picture. You remember he? We were talking about the organ and the masks, and he made that organ device that you could breathe through. <laughs> oh, the the the, the mask. The mask. Yeah. yeah. Was, oh, here it is. Okay, I found it. Here it is. Here. This is the. One. This is the one that he said. Well, actually, this is this this that one was. Uh, he had the mask, oh, and then oh, and you remember, you remember, and then Fernando put it, put put it I up. Remember, you remember oh he gave gosh. us this one. <laughs> that was that was the last yes. picture that we have of Walter before he had his event. So you know, it might have been a good thing. Look at that. Look at all, all everything is inflated. Now everything looks like deflated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That, that we, I gotta, I gotta honor you for putting that picture up. I would never have put that picture up. <laughs> I would. <laughs> and, and, and then, and then, and then you. Right. 
and then, and then your and then your good friend Fernando, well, he comes along, and he did this to it. Let me see. Jeez, oh, I gotta go all the way up down. Oh, yeah. You remember what Fernando did to it? Okay, this is what Fernando did. Uh, not even close, poor guy. <laughs> at least, at least the, the, the I love it. I love filled it. face that's filled with the rest of the body um, kind of match, matches. <laughs> you have an inflated face with an inflated body. Look at look at those veins. I know. Huh? People don't get that in their on their legs, for heaven's sake. <laughs> How much do you have to bench press to get veins that size? Oh my God. Oh, you can you can never afford to get deflated because if you ever get deflated, you you're gonna look horrible. You know, the people the people that that come up into the archives and don't know what the hell we talked about are gonna see the strangest promo picture because. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh my god, oh, too funny, too funny. Anyway, I just wanted to make sure that I I fulfilled a, a simple request: show you my haircut, <laughs> which I did. <laughs> uh, that was, that's what I'm trying to grow my hair out to so I can style it like that a little a little under my ear lobes and then I want to do uh, make it curl under that's a good picture I should take that so I can take it to the hairdresser whenever I go huh. yeah so anyway um no, we had a we had a good uh, Shungite show. I thought uh, Derek is out there doing his, trying to get ready to go take another trip, and he was getting jammed up. Well, they're so jammed up because they're in the process of moving from where the house in Darrington over to um, Mount Vernon, where the store is. So instead of like an hour and a half plus drive, it's like twenty minutes. And, uh, you know, I, I uh, boy, I tell you, I wouldn't be making that drive like that. Not me. Uh-uh. So now, so now they're, in, they're in the process of, of moving all this stuff. Well, he felt terrible because n- neither him nor Maureen, and then not initially Olivia, realized it was Easter. And they were, oh. they were do, they were going through doing, doing the the parents were moving stuff to the new house, and Olivia was at the store, working hard trying to get all these, these uh, you know, uh, orders out that they had, and she somebody said something to her, and she was like, "Mom, we forgot Easter," and they felt so bad. You know, and so they tried to go out and find some Easter stuff, and there was no Easter stuff to be had. So that that's no, that, no, that's no. that's Derek's life right now. So Walt was gracious enough to come so, on the show. So he's uh, so he's out of that lawless time town that doesn't even have a, a mailman. <laughs> no, they, well, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, well, they're they're in the process of moving from there. Yeah. It was just the drive was getting too much. I mean, you know, they were too far away from where the store was, and yeah, that's that's too too long. No, no. You, it doesn't well, matter. Are they yeah. moving the bees? 
Well, he had, the bees are already what bees? Well, he doesn't. He's not really. Last year he didn't do bees because he just didn't have the time. Oh. And this year, what he's oh. doing is he's setting up inside the shop. Uh, what's he call that thing? It's a big glass container, and this in his case, you know, it's huge. And inside that container is the the that inside is the honey is is the hive. So you're it's an observation uh, thing, my hickey. Oh. So you're looking inside the the hive. You're actually seeing what's happening inside the hive. And he's got it so that um, the bees can get out of the building and go do their thing and then come back into the building. But the hive itself is an observation hive. I mean, the, anybody that lives up in that part of the world, Washington State, not too far from Seattle, you know, Make a point to see this place because I know from I, he's walked me through this. I've been in many, many mineral stores and shops, and he's got the best one in the world. He certainly has the biggest variety of shungite products in the world, without a doubt. So, but um, yeah, so no, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start pushing him to <laughs> go back to bee making bees because I. I was never into honey, but then we found the shungite honey, and I had the dog. I have the dog on the shungite honey. I run out of the shungite honey, and except for enough, I kept enough for like medicinal purposes. But I I need honey for the dog because now the dog will not eat eat his food if he doesn't have the honey on it. So I got I've gone through two different types of honey. One of them being that very expensive New Zealand one. That eucalyptus is the is the key to it. That's what the bees are uh, getting the nectar and pollen, uh, the ne- pollen off of, and nectar. And so, <laughs> it, it, it's like <sighs> I just lost my train of thought. That's weird. I got into You're the you know, the bees. You I get into the those. Honey. I get into those bees, and I just kind of like get. I just start seeing the bees flying and stuff. Yes, the honey. So, but those, both of those honeys, one was organic and raw. That's what he tells you. Don't, don't get it anything except raw, organic, no chemicals used, and it doesn't taste anything like shungite bees. I mean, you can put the shungite in it, and yes, it does change the energy, and it does change the taste to a point. But there, his bees up in that area with the pollen and nectar that he gathers, he's got a very exceptional honey so i want him to get back into business <laughs> he's got people around him that have the shungite bees that's where he gets his the honey that he you know sells in the store but um it's always limited quantity so anyway but walt was on the shungite show and with mark and myself mark joseph and oh my okay mark went and saw that movie uh Godzilla and uh, King Kong. Have you seen that being advertised, Dolly? Oh, my kids were watching it right here on on our TV. How can they? It was uh, magic. I can't say over the air. Oh, oh, okay. Well, you (laughs) might want to look at that. You might want to look at that. Because really? yes, because that, yeah, he went to the um, movie theater and watched it, and there is so much mm-hmm. disclosure in that movie. Godzilla turns oh. out to be an AI that they 
weaponized a plastic thing and made a Godzilla and gave it an AI mentality, and that's what's fighting. That's the problem, is it's an AI. It's not Godzilla out of an egg, it's Godzilla out of a test tube. Uh, right? And, and well, inner, they, couple, inner Earth... A times I, I was in the living room, and I would say, now that was like this show, or that was like that show, and they were the revealing parts in those shows. Oh, maybe I better take a if you a if you it. if you got the opportunity, I suggest you take a look at it because he he gave us a a really detailed uh, rendition of what the movie's about, and I mean I never would have thought to look like it. He called it. He says it was like a wrestling match when you saw the you know the promos, but he said it turned <laughs> out to be a lot different than what he imagined. To the point that that um, Kong was not Kong was in the inner Earth, and had some kind yeah. of a, had some kind of a magical um, uh, what, what what was he calling it like a an axe an axe yes that was made from a mineral inside the inner Earth and it was black so of course we said oh they got some shungite <laughs> oh it was black even huh. Yeah. <laughs> but well, uh, well, I and that say to Russell, what in the world is inner Earth? He said, "You've never heard about inner Earth," so I think she got a lesson on inner Earth at that point. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to look at it. Poor Annette, she just cannot get away from it, can she? <laughs> she <laughs> no. She, she, <laughs> Every time she turns around, somebody's telling her something else, and she's like, "I use I because I know I just listened to her from the 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 angel story. I don't know if you heard the uh, Cosmic Chronicles earlier when you and and Annette and uh, Christia Cummings were on the show with me and Walt and talking about the angels, you know and. Annette was saying there, yeah, you know, they make me a believer. Everything she, she, she was always, you know, oh my God, my mother's with us, some kind of crazy group of cult people, and um, cult, yeah. <laughs> she just keeps dra- getting dragged back into our reality. There is an inner earth, but but there is no flat earth, Annette. There is no flat earth. Your flat earth is not like, someplace there may be, but no, not here. No, that one I have a hard time with. So, anyway. Um, yeah, so, Walt, um, is either of you got something else you want to talk about? Uh, I don't know. Whatever Whatever you want to talk about. I know, that's you what I love about I Walt. Have, what? Dolly? I have something in the... I have a place where I put notes in the chat, but I didn't want to hit enter because you were on uh, Shanghai Show Reminder for tonight. Clouds. Trump spraying to clear chemical spraying stuff. Yeah, you all were talking about mm, in in your chemtrails, chemtrails about the chemical. Yeah, going on uh these days. But don't you remember when Trump was saying he is going to clear up the bad chem trail sprays and 
and that's what the spray was at that point. <clears throat> they were putting things out to clean up the environment. <clears throat> so I think that's what we're seeing now. It, it would make sense because my dowsing agrees with you that it, no, it, it was not harmful. And the sky went back to blue blue color after it dissipated. Yeah. So the, in the old way days, it, never, it wasn't like that at all. And California was even worse when I visited that uh, high desert town in California. It, it was even worse because they would uh, draw a checkerboard on the sky, parallel lines, and then uh, parallel lines, 90-degree difference. So they would they would draw a checkerboard on the sky and it would immediately cover it up. So the rest of the day you wouldn't see any sun at all. And it was and it was yeah. so consistent, nonstop, nonstop. Here at least, uh, <laughs> there were some weekends that there weren't any any chemtrails, but uh, over there the, it was nonstop. The, the the thing was horrible. Well, the, did you hear me say on that show that supposedly when they took out the China Lake area, yep, the yep. Under, underground, that they also captured um, the chemtrail, the, the original chemtrail deposit? Yep. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh. Yeah, that happened back. Wow. In, in, cool. that, was, that was one of the reasons that I, I had a feeling that the uh, China Lake, because what happened was that they got a, uh, seismic reading that that looked like an earthquake in the China Lake area, but the China Lake area has um, military facilities and apparently a very deep and expansive underground facility, and that's what they went after. And supposedly there was like eight thousand children that were found in there and and, and saved. Um. Again, where'd those children go is my question. You know, where are they? Why aren't they being shown, you know, the numbers? And why isn't this being told to the mass, what do they call it, the mass media? <laughs> what, what is it that they are? Those well, terror- the mass media would never report it. Right, right. But um, that's and There's one- another reason to keep them secret, because the more you find 8,000, 10,000, 20,000, that's... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Twenty, twenty. What do you what do you call it? Um, uh, when somebody gets kidnapped, uh, what do you call it? The abduction. Uh, um, there's a, there's a special term like when there's a, a uh, someone goes and and uh, for example holds up a, ba- a bank and he and none of the people can move because they'll get shot by the perpetrator. Um, what do you call them? Um, the, the people that are trapped hostages that's it you have you find 8,000 children 10,000 children 20,000 children that's 20,000 hostages and targets for assassination because obviously nobody wants those children to speak even if they know very little they're, they're they don't want uh, them anybody nobody wants them talking and, and sharing their story so I would keep them secret as well because the first thing is to protect them you know, disclosure can come later, but right now they need to be protected. If, if they've just been liberated, guess what? They have to be protected from someone who wants to kill them because what would they care? They don't care for anybody's lives. 
So the first thing they would want is to get rid of these, uh, this, of kill them. You know, rather, if we can't have them, nobody's going to have them. So voila, here, 10,000 dead, 20,000 dead. So the first thing they need to do is protect them. And the only way to protect them is to keep them uh, uh, secret. Because you, well, obviously you can't trust the media. So I heard that some of them were very deformed and didn't want to be in public. So I'm thinking they created us a, a place, a safe haven for them. Well, that place they, that they assembled they, in, in uh, Central Park in New York, they kept they kept saying uh, from at least three different sources, Utsava being one of them, that that was a special field hospital assembled just to deal with the the children that were being rescued from the underground tunnels. They weren't, they were sent, the media, because obviously they had to say something about this secret activity in Central Park, and uh, everybody wants to know what's going on in Central Park because, you know, they had all that fencing that nobody could get in there unless you had special security clearance. They kept saying, oh, no, this was uh, for to isolate COVID, COVID victims. What COVID victims? There weren't any COVID victims. That, that was a field hospital just to process these kids as they were being taken out from the, as they were being removed from the tunnels. That makes sense. And a lot of them couldn't take the light. They they couldn't take. They've yep. been in darkness all their life, and they couldn't take the light. Yeah. So sad. So sad. Well, if they took out the chemtrail um, chemicals there too, that was, and and we were following it because um, when they when and this was back in nineteen. And I'm trying to think. I think it might have been June of 19, somewhere in that vicinity. And we were tracking it. And, indeed, there seemed to have been a decrease in the amount of chemtrails at that time. Because people from different parts of the world, actually, were saying, you're right, I'm not seeing the chemtrails I saw. So it, it, it made sense that, okay, so... But then when people started saying, I'm seeing chemtrails again, you know, I was like... Oh, crap. But then we started hearing that this was a different type of chemtrail that was actually beneficial to the uh, to the planet. So who knows? Someday maybe we'll hear some of these stories, <laughs> the final outcome. Oh, my goodness. I mean, can you imagine, you know, trying to start a documentary on the last, well, since President Trump became President Trump? <laughs> it's just, just crazy. Even before they started, oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, I, I, well, the, the, it would since a lot of time to write it. Yeah, and uh, another show that you guys should listen to is Jan Shaw's from last Saturday because she basically mm-hmm. focused on one, um, one article, and that article had to do with the pandemic being uh, the plan behind the pandemic and she goes back to the turn of the century and starts naming names and what they said and you know I mean like Fauci said oh there's going to be a a, a pandemic there's no doubt about it everybody knows there's going to be in in President Trump's uh, first term 
And, you know, the Gateses, between the two of them, have managed to say, yeah, there's going to be a, a pandemic and it's going to be COVID-19 because they had, you know, just the year before the COVID came out, they had a COVID-19 uh, exercise. You know, what would happen if, if we had a pandemic? And they named it COVID-19 and... I don't know if they named it COVID-19, but it was dealing with a COVID-19, a COVID-19 uh, virus thing. I mean, the whole thing was scripted. I mean, and they went back 100 years. See, they, they've had this in plan for, you know, a long, long time here. And now now the, the scenario is, is it's going to keep coming back. It's going to change or there's going to be another one. You can't always, you got to hide, 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 you know, vaccination certificates and you got to have passports and oh my God. What a nightmare scenario. But I don't think any of that. I am happen. impressed with the governors who are coming out. No, I, I'm impressed with the governors who are coming out and saying, uh, no way, we're not having that certificate thing in our state. Well, are you hearing me okay? Yes. Yeah. Can't get my microphone. Well, on. you're oh, breaking there. up. <laughs> my microphone. I couldn't get it on. You're breaking up bad for me. Well, this is your problem. You had the same thing on say what? Last so, time. Yeah. All right. So let's just ask the eagle to clear the the problem. Oh, yeah. You have lousy eagle, internet. Please. Who's who's your internet person? AT and T. Oh crap. Okay. <laughs> And, and Walt is breathing deeply into his microphone. We're, we've been doing this. We've been doing this. We've been doing this for a couple of thousand hours here, you know. And I'm the only one that can figure it out. <laughs> well, not all of us can afford a five thousand dollar microphone with that super sophisticated Yeti that only very, very ritzy people have. <laughs> hey, I figured it was worth the money. They said it was the best one out there for this kind of, you know, job. And I said, if I'm going to spend this you much time. You mean that button you. Yeah, the one that's got the stuck that button, button in it. you have to keep it, pounding on. Right, that that's in the microphone. And also, the, uh, the headphones that are in the microphone, they went bad too. And this is my second microphone. So, you know, I wouldn't recommend the Yeti. <laughs> you, you know? I wouldn't do it again. Let me put it to you that way. But uh, it is what it is, and it kind of it makes me laugh because it it's kind of neat looking. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so. it looks it looks like a, like an old um, radio microphone from the '60s or '50s. Yep, yeah, or a robot. Yeah. Remember the robot well, I, from the, what was that family, the family Robinson, they went and they got space lost, lost in space, lost in space. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That. Uh, I wanted to ask you a question about the subject before where, you know, all the things that you were saying about the COVID this or that, is that other than posturing and pontifying and yelling very loud, does the corporation have any anymore considering that they're bankrupt because right now all they're doing is they're just putting on a show like a pantomime but really what can they what can they achieve if they're in a state of bankruptcy what before yeah they 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 they, they were ca 
and controlling uh, unlimited cash and and, and and finances and whatnot. But that's that's over and done with. They're they're not controlling the military. They don't have any funds to run anything. The corporation is bankrupt. So it's it's like a show. It's like a goodbye show. Okay, show, okay, folks. This is our goodbye show, showing how absolutely horrible we were. So you don't have to miss us anymore. Because really, do they have the same amount of financial power that they had? Well, I, 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 you know, Gates that, is going to finance the whole thing. Well, Gates he may is, be rich. Yeah. He's not that rich. He's pretty rich. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was listening to Catherine Austin Fitz, and she was saying that the uh, what does she call them? I forget what she calls them, but the the oh, Mister Globalist. She calls them Mister Globalist, and that they have a new scheme for their version of an upgraded uh, banking system, and that they're trying to change over from the one that they've got, the SWIFT account, into whatever they're doing. And so they're delaying, uh, they're making it go out as long as they can so that they can have fixed little problems before they become big problems. Because Catherine Fitz is, um, Austin Fitz, is very much observing everything from a 3D palette. She looks at it that way. She, I, I've heard her mention Gisara and Estara, but not, nothing that... You know, she never really goes into it, and yet she went deeply—not deeply, but you know—put a real good plug out that they're, they've got a banking system that is, you know, going to fix whatever their problems are. So, are they out of money? Well, all—they <laughs> make up the systems as they go. So I don't know because it's all digits, it's all computer stuff. There is no, you know, gold-backed cash out there. So we're all broke, <laughs> if you want to know the truth. None of us have any, quote, money. It's all this pieces of paper that say that we can do things with our bank. But you go try to take your money out of the bank. Let's see how long the banks stay open. Because it's all digital. They have to go run back and, and print some more. But, no, I don't know. Well, but they said, now people that talk about this, they say that the uh, the gold and silver standard has already been put into place. It just hasn't been announced publicly. So, yes, now they, they can't make up digits in a computer because they, they supposedly they went back to physical gold, physical silver. Yes, it's but that's, a, a, that's the White Hats trying to do that with Gisara and Isar, is it? Nisara. Nisara and, 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 and Gisara. Nisara and Gisara. Correct. N and G, national and then... Uh, global. Global. Um, that, that, that is what the White Hats are doing. What, she, what I understood Austin Fitz saying was that they, the dark side is trying to change over into another system of control. So I don't know. There may be two things at play, you know? The good guys trying to put out the Gisara, Nisara, new kind of way of dealing with um, uh, currency, and the dark side with another version that gives them more control. Because let's face it, 
the old version is is falling apart. You know, that's not working. Everybody knows it's not working. I mean, Tucker Carlson goes out on Fox Radio, and he's like their number one. And continually he'll say, why are we all worried about this money? You know it's only digits in a computer, and he keeps saying it. You know, like he knows. And he's out there talking about it. So, yeah, everybody knows that there's something dastardly wrong with the banking systems. And hopefully the good guys are going to come out on top with this new system that is backed by gold and silver. But, you know, again, I don't know what the hell is happening because there's so many different timelines and so many different stories. So, who knows? The only thing I'm sure of is that we're in a time of change, major change. So... Um, anybody else got a question or something that they wanted to mention here? Is your fish tank running? No, that's the dog drinking water. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I heard him. <laughs> <laughs> he drinks a lot He's of water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's why we have animals to spoil them. <laughs> Jeez, I think oh, I better... Go ahead. Animals. Uh, Russell was telling me, Furlock met the snake, the big black one. He, he Furlock was going over to investigate the snake, and the snake raised its head up and hissed. And Russell said, Furlock was on the second branch in one hop. Boom, he went straight up in the air. Furlock is Russell's cat. Oh. So it was Furlock. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It was Furlock that went up to the snake? I thought you were telling me Russell went up to the snake. No, Furlock went no, up to the snake. No, no, Furlock. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> and Russell was watching. And, and uh, so Furlock, the cat, went straight up in the air and landed on the snake. Good branch, he said. <laughs> Jeez. Did I'm he, glad did he, he learned. Did, Don't well, play with that big, long, black thing. <laughs> well, did Russell look to see if this is a poisonous snake? <laughs> did he have round eyes and a, and a, you know, a pointed nose, the snake? Oh, good grief. No, he didn't do that. Well, tell him, he, tell him, tell him next time he sees the snake. Tell him about that. I forgot. Yeah, good. Do do a Google search for comparison of poisonous versus non-poisonous snake, and you'll see it. It's very it's very clear. The round eyes or the ones that. Well, have, aren't you the one who told me that the the black snakes like that that one is are good ones to keep around because they're not harmful to us. Yes, but I've never seen a black snake turn around the- and and hiss at something. I've never seen a snake hiss at anything. And, you know, I only have good snakes. So I don't know. That hissing thing kind of threw me. Gee, so I'm making her say, Walter, I'm going to scare her. She won't go outside her house again. <laughs> no, well, I'm not snakes. going out any. Rattlesnakes <laughs> are poisonous. Until I find out. Say again? Rattlesnakes are poisonous, but they don't hiss. But they rattle their tails. That's That's it. They rattle. Because that's a warning. You stay away from me. 
And I've I've just never seen a black snake turn around and, of course, you know, I mean, I'm kind of big compared to a black snake. The cat's probably like, oh, yeah, are you going to mess with me, dude? (laughs) Get out of here. I'm going to check with Russell, make sure (laughs) I didn't hear it wrong. Because, you know, I get a little flustered when snakes are mentioned, even. Yes, yes. But uh, not to scare you, because I think it's a perfectly okay snake. If it was going to give you trouble, it had given you trouble before now, you'd probably be dead. jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not going to sleep for months now. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, okay. Just kiss just pine tree, pine tree uh, spray and spray it around the... The door gems, because uh, 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 what do you call it? It's, uh, snakes can't stand uh, the, pr- the the pine tree resin because it's an irritant for, to their skin. That's why a lot of birds, uh, especially uh, woodpeckers, they'll do their nests in pine trees, different pine trees, because that, that makes the pine tree bleed every time every, every time they pick a hole. A pine tree will will bleed. So if a snake wants to go up that pine tree, they they can't stand the the resin. It makes it's it's an irritant to their skin. Well, there 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 you go. Just cover yourself in pine oil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sam <laughs> says it's probably the cat who hissed. <laughs> oh, you know something that would make sense. The yeah. cat hissed. Yes. Just figure Sam. Sam figures it out. Right. Right. The cat hissed. And then then apparently the the snake turned around and said... And the snake raised its head. Uh Uh-huh. 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 For a lot. I'm not going out there. (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, dear. The cat's learned to stay away. Oh, boy. You know, snakes are... Snakes are apps... my life. Snakes are absolutely fascinating. Um, if you, one day I was out in the yard. Now, okay, so I'm over at my my friend's house. Well, I was walking over to Sandy's house. That's when she lived next door to me versus where she lives now behind me. And I go over there, and the guy that was actually her landlord who lived in the house next to the one she was renting, he says to me, uh, "You know, you got a snake in your yard." And I said. Oh, really? And he said, yes, a very, very long snake. I said, how long? He said, oh, Nance, that's got to be maybe five feet long. I said, five feet? Wow. And uh, I said, is that it the That isn't bo- anything. I said, is it, is it the black Compared snake? Compared to the one we got. <laughs> I said, is it a black snake? Yes, yes, a black snake. And uh, I said, well, where did you see it? And he said, well, it was over here. I saw it over here. I said, well, then why do you say it's in my yard? He said, because I chased it over to your yard. (laughs) 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 So I'm I'm laughing because I know these snakes in my yard, and they are. They can be, well, actually, there was one that was six feet. I didn't want to tell him that. Um, But I knew they were out there. And it's it, the whole, you know, I mean, there was another acre next to me that was fairly overgrown and another one behind me, you know. So there was a lot of area for these snakes to be. And then uh, I, I spent some time with Sandy, and it, by the time I left Sandy's house, the 
you know, the sun was down and it was kind of dark out there. And don't you know, I stepped on the hose in the in the yard and thought snake and went. I mean, I must have jumped six feet in the air. <laughs> so as cool and calm as I was collected, that you know that internal thing that what was probably your 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 you know lower self, your lower soul, you know, must have this ingrained fear of snakes. Yeah, but I just I thought that that was pretty pretty ass funny. But one day I was out in the yard. And I came across, I actually saw, uh, like, the, the snake was molting. So I saw this odd shape, and I realized, oh, wow, that's a snake in the middle of molting, which means that their outer skin is actually coming off. And I understand this is not an, a comfortable thing at all for these snakes to do this. And um, somebody who knew about snakes said that, you know, that that's a very trying and dangerous time for snakes, but... They're shedding that outer skin. And so, you, you, I don't know if you've ever come up on a snake skin that got shedded. It, it looks just like, you know, somebody pulled the, the skin off of the snake. You're still seeing this, the, you know. and uh, But this was like the snake was still there. But the eyes, the snake's eyes were all cloudy. Really cloudy. And it turns out when they're doing this molting, they, they can't see. Now, I'm telling you this story, and the person that told me seemed to know what they were talking about it, but it still seems very strange to me. But when you talk about the Native Americans believing that the snake is, is uh, represents uh, transformation, is it transformation? Oh, crap, I think it's transformation. There's two words that are very similar, transformation and, you guys, can you catch the other one? Transition? Transition and transformation, those two words. Maybe. But one of them means, well, anyway, the snake represents a great change, a physically, you know, a, a massive change in an environment. So if you see a snake like, like this. Metamorphosis? It is like a metamorphosis, but the butterfly has a different interpretation because that goes through a, a total change. You know, when you got a, a butterfly and it, it, it starts out as these eggs that turn into these caterpillars, and then the caterpillar builds itself this cocoon, and inside that cocoon, all that was the caterpillar turns into chemistry, and then out of that chemistry comes the butterfly. I mean, that's total transformation. That's you, you were one thing, and now you're something else, and it always reminds me of this cartoon I saw, and there's these two caterpillars looking up and a butterfly's flying around, flying by them and one says to the other you'll never get me up in one of those <laughs> you know i always think of that but the concept i mean i've watched a monarch i, I found a caterpillar the, the well i knew the caterpillars were out there but then i found the pupa the the cocoon itself and i watched it until the the butterfly actually emerged from it and it's so interesting to see the changes that you can see inside the cocoon if you're really, really focused on it. Because, it, 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 you know, at a certain point, it's almost like it's cooking. You see all this kind of like little movement in it, like there's changing happening. So, I mean, Mother Nature, Gaia herself, has made some amazing ways of, you know, transforming one critter into something else. It's just part of the magic of Sam life. Sam says transfiguration. He with a question mark. No. I'll I'll have to, it'll get to, it'll come to me. 
I'm sure. We'll get it. But anyway, we're at the top of the hour, so um, let's see. What would you like to hear? I, I do this, and then I can't find what you want. <laughs> and welcome back to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's April 6, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. I'm assuming that probably Walt's here. Maybe Dolly. Dolly, <clears throat> did you make it back? I'm Walt, back. Okay, awesome. Yeah, awesome. that's... So you know you can go to the bathroom in under four minutes. Good, 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 good to know. <laughs> anyway. I ran looking for Russell even to, to ask him uh, about that snake, but uh, he's way down at the gully raking leaf. Oh. I couldn't holler that loud. Well, he's a hard-working kid. He's been doing that leaf yeah, breaking. How big a yard do you have? He's been doing on the leafs all day. And he had a helper. Oh, it's, it's pretty big. Oh, geez, he's been working on it for a week. Oh, wow. The, the yard hadn't been raked in, uh, in. well, we've been here, here, what, three and a half, going on four years now. Jeez. And it hadn't been raked in that long, so it was pretty neat and pretty bad. Wow. So, and Walt, you're back? They were thick. I'm back. Okay, good. Okay, so now let's let's just talk about this holy grail vortex. I'm going to republish the uh, promo picture. And if you guys in the chat room or you guys below, all you have to do is click on it, and it's going to take you to a bigger picture. And then you can eat more easily follow what we're seeing. And, Walt, have you seen the picture? Have you said, I didn't even send it to you. Yeah. I oh, okay. All right. I saw it. It's on the on the radio chat. Okay. So. Oh, that's the one. Walt shared with me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are that's. You want to give the audience the links to the uh, that video because these images are taken from a video. Do you do you want to give that link to the audience on the I, on the I, radio I, chat? I do. I do. I just have to figure out where I put it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I yeah. have it in my bookmarks. So I'll just give it to you. Okay, we'll just yeah. put it in the chat room. Walt has it. Well, I know I have it up here, but I've got about 40 different tabs up. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. Walt knows I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know where I put it. But what I do have is... Okay, this is a website that... There's the link to the video. There it is. Okay. Now I've completely lost... I really should have cleaned these up. I try to clean these up because... Okay, so this is the um, the website of the person who has... What would you call it? Um... Well, it's an energy practice. Did you did you actually get the time to re, re to um, read all that that was there? Because I didn't. I was putting that picture together. You know about the, the history of it, how she got a hold of it, and everything. Uh, the uh, yeah, not the whole body of it, but at least the uh, the the intro to it. So she says. 
that uh, through the through the um, Templars, she was able to get this uh, vortex practice uh, is, is the tool that she was given. So that's why uh, you remember Michael Dunn spoke about the Templars that are in a state of suspended animation. Correct. And uh, so she obviously must have connected to their consciousness. So through them is that she got this. In fact, when I made uh, the, the the first device as an experiment to see if I could replicate the energy work using the coils, I didn't just win. I didn't just slap together uh, parts. I actually sat down with a with a pendulum and I started asking questions. The first thing was ask permission. I asked permission if if I had permission to put together something to replicate the same energy work as is being described here. And I got yes. So that's the only reason I went forward. If I had gotten no, I would have made nothing and there would be nothing, <laughs> no information to share with you. So okay, for whatever why, reason, why they agreed. Why don't we do this, Walt? Why don't you... Um, I can do it, but you're better at it. Um, read the uh, the description where she starts the Holy Grail Vortex as a standing Okay. Column. Read that, okay. and um, yeah, go down a little uh, bit because I think it'll give people a feeling for what she is saying they're doing. Okay. And the person we're talking about is Mary Hardy. I should have mm. dropped her name. Okay. As, and uh, and re- you can remind the audience that uh, she 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 was mentioned by Michael Dunn in one of the. 5G shows. Yeah, he's, he's a, yeah, he's met her and he's actually talked about her quite a number of times. And basically, oh. they have the story goes that they go out to different places and do energy work. And the energy work that they're doing is what we're going to explain here: the Holy Grail vortex. And so, when they go out there, this is how Walt got sort of into it. Was when they go out there, black helicopters come in, and, or somebody in a in a you know, an official government-looking van comes up because it's so effective, the monitoring device over the electromagnetic configuration of, you know, uh, of, of Earth is, is, is changed, and they can monitor this. And so when they see the change, they know where it's coming from. And supposedly, if they don't have some kind of a device and they're only using their own internal energies to create the vortex then there's nothing the dark side can do but walt as he is he's prone to do took exception to that and said no maybe we can make a device but the first thing he asked for was permission so uh so so why don't you read that and give them a feeling for what we're talking about okay Uh, this this comes from a website called keys to ascension and the title of this page is The Holy Grail Vortex as a Spiritual Tool. I would like to share with you the Holy Grail Vortex and its many uses to benefit humanity and the planet. It is one of the most powerful tools that I use in my spiritual work to shift energies and to manifest divine intent. Whether you are working on yourself, loved ones, your community, human consciousness, or planetary betterment, You now have an easy, effective way to make positive improvements. This amazing tool accesses earth energies through physics, prayer, love, and grace. So what is the Holy Grail Vortex and how do you access it? 
The Holy Grail Vortex is a standing columnar wave created with the power of your words and intent. It is the sword and the cup. In Grail history, it is the use of the sword and the cup that manifests the Holy Grail. Most importantly, the Holy Grail Vortex is an energy system. It's a complete antenna system that shifts, retunes, and brings balance to issues and circumstances, whether it be personal, for local community, or worldwide issues. The Holy Grail Vortex has been used to heal communities, heal loved ones, and self, to send prayers and supportive energy to areas in crisis, and diffuse weather patterns, to name a few. You must always ask permission from your God source and Mother Earth before you send your intent out through her grid lines. Ask that your intention be for the greatest good of all concerned with harm to none. Trust what you hear or sense. For several years, I used the HGV for Holy Grail Vortex, sent prayers and healing energies globally, and just trusted that it was done. I realized the immense power of this tool at a temple of Saqqara conference in Michigan. A severe storm had come up unexpectedly, generating a tornado, which was coming across the lake directly in line with our location. We had hundreds of campers and vendors set up on the property, not to mention the homes along the lake that were in danger. In the, in danger. Five of us went out into the yard and formed a circle. We held hands with our thumbs pointing to the left and created the Holy Grail Vortex. As per our intent, we watched the tornado dissipate before our eyes. The newscasters were saying, Do you see that? Where did it go? It's gone. I knew at that moment that this tool, this, this tool was extremely powerful. With the influx of harp and CERN-generated weather patterns and occurrences, it became my regular go-to tool where the greater powers were needed whenever greater powers were needed it truly is a blessing for mankind the concept of the hgv was given to mary harder from colin bloy a renowned dowser who founded fountain international it was named fountain international after the great brighton fountain in england this was the first focal point used in testing the theory of community healing Within months, the people of Brighton shifted the crime and violence in their community by focusing their prayers and peaceful intent into the fountain. The fountain became a four-tiered conductor transformer, transforming into a standing columnar wave. The collective prayers from the community traveled from the fountain along the natural electromagnetic grids and ley lines and bathed their area with love, peace, and harmony. The transformation process took just a few moments of their time each day. The, the technique has been used successfully in many towns and cities around the world. Every city has a sword and a cup, whether it is a fountain, a dome, and an obelisk, or a circle, garden, or park, and a statue. If you don't have one, create one. Energy moves along natural grid lines, ley lines and grid lines such as the Curry slash Hartman lines flow around and through the earth. Thoughts are energy. All things are the manifested thought, are the manifested through thought. Therefore, thoughts and prayers can travel around the earth through ley lines and grid lines, 
connecting with other people, cities, and continents. Mary Hori brought this concept to the Sisterhood of the Emerald Fire and the Temple of Saqqara, and it became known as the Holy Grail Vortex. Anyone can use the Holy Grail Vortex once you understand the process. I will walk you through the how-to of creating the HGV, and then we'll create one together. Let's begin. Decide in advance the intention that you wish to send out. Once that is done, visualize a beam of divine crystal light coming down from the heavens into the center of the fountain. If you are not at a fountain or statue, it can either be a focal point in front of you, or if you are doing a personal healing, bring the crystal light through you into your heart chakra. This forms the point of light. You will now place your intent into the point of light. Visualize your intent emanating from the center. We refer to the step as the sword, as in the sword and cup. We will create four energy vortexes or circles of energy. Start with the small circle in the center, if projected in front of you, or in the first tier at the top of, a, of the fountain or hand head of the statue. Each circle of energy is visualized larger than the one before. Uh, one, the first innermost vortex is spun counterclockwise. This brings the energy down to earth. Visualize a circle of energy spinning counterclockwise around and from the point of light. Once again, for global community concerns, use a fountain, statue, or point out in front of you. In a group, you would all focus in on the same point. For personal healing, it might be around your body. This step establishes a standing columnar wave. You have now tuned or programmed your HGV with your desired intent. Two, the second vortex is also spun counterclockwise. Visualize this vortex spinning out from the second tier or a small distance out from the first on the ground or your body. This vortex allows the elementals and higher vibrational beings to tune the frequency of the sword, as in the sword and the cup, between our stated intent and the desire of results for the greater good. 3. The third vortex is spun clockwise. Visualize this vortex around the third tier or at a distance out from the second vortex. Reversing the flow of energy returns it upwards and creates cup. Visualize the energy coming up to form the cup. This step sends energy into the fourth dimension. Number four. The fourth outermost vortex is also spun clockwise. Visualize this energy vortex spinning at the bottom of the fountain, the base of the statue, or at a distance beyond the third vortex on the ground or body. This allows the elementals and higher vibrational beings to tune the frequency of the cup to our stated intent and the desired effect for the greatest good. So now we have four vortices spinning, counterclockwise, counterclockwise, clockwise, clockwise, with your intent in the very center. The size of your vortex and the distance between each circle of energy depends on you. Generally, when one uses the HEV for themselves or a loved one, it tends to be more compact with a shorter distance between the vortices. Each 
uh, HGV will be different depending upon its intent. Use your intuition and trust what you receive. When using this tool for personal healing, you may place yourself at the center point for healing or you may project your loved one in the center. When you wish to work on someone other than yourself, it is wise to have their permission. You do not want to place your will over their will, even if you feel your will, intent, or prayer is good for them. Take care that you are not interfering with their personal path of growth or learning. When it comes to it, you would not like someone placing their will over yours. To be respectful on all levels, simply ask for the greatest good of all concerned with harm to none. The same principle applies when you are sending your prayers and intent to a situation, a specific location, or merely sending your intended blessings to our beloved Gaia, Mother Earth. Please be respectful on all levels, on all levels and include for the greatest good of all concerned with harm to none. We are able to create the Holy Grail Vortex by ourselves or with a group. Remember, when two or more gather, the power of intent magnifies. When holding hands in a group circle, it is important to have all thumbs pointing to the left. This allows the energy to smooth to flow smoothly. The etheric Templar Knights... Wait a minute, i got to stop you. <laughs> sure. All thumbs pointing to the left. So you're holding somebody's hand with your... You're supposed to be holding hands, correct? Yes. Right. How do they? How do we both get our left thumbs? I mean, that sounds like a complicated thing to me, because your well, your left it's, hand it's to go to the simple. left thumb, you have to turn it up, pointing to the sky. No, so you got one. If you if, if you for <laughs> if you're let's say you're standing, okay, your left hand should have the palm facing up, so the point the thumb is going to the left, and the right hand has the palm looking down. So then the thumb is also to the left. That's how they go to the left. Because when you're holding hands, when you're in a circle, let's say, let's say you're all getting in a circle to sing Kumbaya, <laughs> and you're holding hands with the people, either someone is going to have both their palms up or both their palms down. So all it is is just a matter of agreement. We all agree, okay, left hand, palm, palm up, Right hand, palm down, and that forces all your your thumbs to point to the left. Okay, that's all Very I needed. Simple. That's all I needed was that visualization. Thank you. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> okay, sorry to interrupt. The etheric Templar. Well, the etheric Templar knights ask Mary Hari and the Sisterhood of the Emerald Fire to use the Great Invocation when creating the Holy Grail Vortex because it is heartfelt and it, and it is, and it is non-sectarian invocation. However, being a world of free will, individuals are free to change the wording. The great invocation to suit their own worldview or create their own invocation that is meaning, meaningful to them and holds a positive love vibration. Sometimes use the simple prayer, I am sorry, please forgive me, I love you, thank you, which is, as you know, is Ho'oponopono, or... I am joy, I am love, I am light, I am. Most often, though, I use the great invocation because I connect with the message that it conveys. When you have finished the process, give thanks to go about your day. The Holy Grail Vortex is energy-driven. 
Therefore, when the work is complete and the prayer or intent is no longer required, the supporting energies will dissipate and the HGV will collapse on its own. It is important to form a clear, strong intent. Be precise in what you are asking for what you are asking for. Keep in mind that you are programming the HGV with your intent. Whether your intent is to heal yourself or someone else from an illness, to divert a tornado or weather system, to bring good will back into human consciousness, or to heal Mother Earth, make your intent simple and clear. The more precise you are, the more effective the HGV will be. So now let's put it all together. For this demonstration, the intent we will use it is to restore the frequency of unconditional love to humanity with grace and ease, for the greatest and highest good of all, and with harm to none. We will also use the great invocation. All right, let's ask permission, Mother, Father, Divine, All, that is, and our beloved Mother Earth, we wish to send our intent through the Holy Grail Vortex. Have we your permission? Yes, we do. Let's begin the process. Visualize a beam of divine Christic light coming down from the heavens into the center point of your HEV. This forms the point of light. Now place your intent into the very center point of light. Visualize the vibration of our intent emanating from the center. Uh, here in, in parentheses she's saying for the video stay say intent silent. Number one, visualize an energy vortex, a circle of energy spinning counterclockwise from and around the point of light. Counterclockwise brings the energy down from the heavens. Now say, from the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. We've now created the sword. Number two, go out a foot or two from the first vortex, or to the second tier of the fountain, and spin the second vortex counterclockwise as well. This vortex allowed the elementals of and higher vibrational beings to attune the frequency of the sword between our stated intent and the desired results. Now say, from the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. Number three, now go out several feet from the second vortex or down to the next tier and create the third vortex that is spun clockwise. Now say, from the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. Reversing the flow of energy returns it upwards and creates the cup, the cup broadcast out into the fourth dimension. Number four. Go out several feet from the third vortex to the base of the fountain and create the fourth outermost vortex that is also spun, spun, uh, spun clockwise. Now say, from the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the doors where evil dwells. Let light and love and divine power restore the plan on earth. This allows the elementals and higher vibrational beings to tune the frequency of the cup to our stated intent and the desired effect. And so it is. It is complete. With humble gratitude, thank you, and blessed be. 
It is that simple. Enjoy the blessings and the joy that will come from using this divine tool. Please share it with your friends as it is a divine gift is meant to be, that is meant to be shared. In purity and love, namaste, Gail Mack. And then there's a, the entire transcript of the Great Invocation, which is the thing I read in pieces. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, okay, now, the, the story behind this, as I know it from Michael, is that Mary Hardy had a the message of how to do all this from 12 Templar Knights. Now, I don't know, I've never, he's never really gotten into the uh, details of, of what that story entails. The next time I talk to him, I'll try to bring it out of him. It's just not come up on the radio show. And the interesting part of this is that one of the group, in his group, he has a, a woman who is a really very scientifically capable uh, Maya, and she is got messaging that there are 12 knights, 12 Templar knights buried on Oak Island protecting the treasure and the secrets that are there. So it's just, it was an odd thing to him that they both are talking about 12 Templar knights. But then you decide that you're going to make a device out of this. What, what prompted you to, to look at it that way? Or were you already working with something and you just seemed to be guided with well, this? I had... I had already made the device with uh, three coils, and the it was simpler. This this is more complex because two are going clockwise, two are going counterclockwise. Uh, of course, because it's not being made physically, it's being made with imagination. There is no stipulation as to dimensions, but since I've been working on these devices for some time, uh, I. Dimensions are important to me. So what I did is I, I made a, an, another different device which had an axis. And on this axis, were, there, were, there would be three coils. And the difference in size, coil to coil, is phi, 1.618. And the, the, the main size, meaning, okay, what is the... What is the root dimension that is controlling the sizes of these things? It was the value that I use in, uh, which I call the vesica qubit, which is the the essence energy that that coil produces is love. So I figured, you know, what better energy could I choose to make the the, the coils? And I put them together in, like I said, in a in a in a two, in a copper tube, and I made a base out of Shungite, and I just left it in my room because at the time I I made it. Okay, now that I made it, what? <laughs> okay, okay, let me let me just stop you here because we've got that photo, that promo photo that I put up in the in the chat, and it's either in the chat or you'll see it if you're on archives in in the radio, uh, in the radio station cosmicreality.com. But he's got the picture of what we're talking about. And I took the base in the, in the so you can see a better picture of the spiraling that he's talking about in, in uh, the resin base and then the spiraling. Do you see it, Walt? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you can talk to that picture because it'll be available. Yeah, so what you're seeing, the, the base, like I said, the whole thing was made 
years ago, maybe two, three, four years ago. And after I completed it, nothing came of it. I didn't actively use it for anything. All I know is that the foundation dimension out of which all the other coils uh, are based on was the value of love. So the smallest coil, uh, which you don't see is, is at the bottom of it, is made with that value. Then there's, there's a sec- the, the next size over is this, the same value, but multiplied by 1.618. And then the third coil is the same business. The only thing that's, that's different from the way the technique is described out in, in the page that I read is that the four, the four vortices are different in dimension-wise when they are supposed to visualize this. But in this one, the, the first two, they are different in size because you have the smallest and the one that follows in size. But then the two larger ones are the same size. And I doubt it. I, I, I asked the question, does the fourth coil need to be larger? And I kept getting no, no, no. They kept saying no, it wasn't. So I guess energy-wise, it wasn't necessary. What, but what did matter was that two of them are clockwise, two of them are counterclockwise. And the thing that I mentioned to um, the in other the, thing it, it, Wait, hold on a second. When you, when you first built this, had you done that, or did you do this after you had heard about the, the messaging in the, in the, from Mary Hardy? Which no, like, like I said, the, the first time the first time I put this device, it just simply had three coils: a small one, medium, and a large. And the, the small one was up at the top, the medium one in the middle, and the large one was at the bottom. So what the layer was completely, you know, different. And and the picture people can see that there's a crystal because I doused and asked a question: Should there be a crystal? And they said, oh, definitely, yes. There's, so that's a rose quartz wand that's sitting there. Um, this rose quartz has been inside a cloudbuster for the last 10 years. So I, I dismantled it and, and made it like the eagle with the active coils. So I ended up taking the crystals out from the base. So that's where this crystal came from. It came from the cloudbuster. So it's been out in the yard for 10 years, more. <laughs> so, uh, instead of having the small one, the medium, and the large one, now it's the other way around because I'm following the, the same scheme as the Holy Grail Vortex. So, you you have the larger coil. Then the next one is both both of them are large. Then co- comes the, uh, the smaller one and then the, the smallest one. So there's four coils there uh, copying the same scheme. Two are going clockwise, two are going counterclockwise. And then the base is made with a Shanghai powder. That's why, why it's black. And then at the time that I made it, I, it just, the, there's a, we have to mention the contribution by Dolly because since she can talk to her posse, she was able to ask questions for me. So I I got on Skype and I gave her a description of what I was doing, and, and so that I she could ask guys her guys questions. <clears throat> and one of the pieces of information that she got 
was that there should be silver in this in the system. Some of the guys were for it, didn't care for it, um, but he, this particular guy, was adamant that he wanted silver in the system. So what I ended up doing is, inside this pipe, that's is the centerpiece is a copper pipe. I have a a, a piece of a silver, like a like it's like a ribbon. It's like a half inch wide, and maybe three four inches long so what i did is i wrapped that and i put it inside the tube but the re- the, the the request by her guide was that it be both touching the pipe and touching that shungite base so i was able to do that so that's what i ended up doing and then, and then i also uh since i had initially made two of these pieces i I wound uh, two more coils, and I made a second uh, a Holy Grail Vortex generator. <laughs> so, so now I have one here in the in the hall in the living room, and one in my bedroom. Okay, so um, <laughs> you didn't show me that when you were walking me around the house. He took me for, <laughs> he took me for a walk to see these different. Um, Amazing devices that he's got working. Um, you're going to be selling this, I hope, on the on the uh, newparadigmtools.net. Well, I I don't know. I guess I'll have to ask. I'll either I'll bother uh, Dolly to ask her guys, or I'll ask with my pendulum if if I'm allowed to sell this. Again, you know, like Walter, like they're Mary. saying, well, of course. Will. <laughs> yeah, I, I got I got one of those things like oh for crying out loud, you know like yeah, that's basically what they were just saying. <laughs> Free will only goes so far. Oh for goodness! <laughs> yes, yes, yes. What do we do? Okay. We we analyze the science, we figure out how it's working, and then we make products that we sell to people so that they have a, a tool, a device to do whatever they want to do because we know that when we put this stuff out there, it's all programmed only to do good. Yeah, plus it's it's all Shanghai driven. So uh, the coils, I guess, I don't know, I guess you, you can't see it. Each of the each of those coils, you'll notice that there's shrink tubing. There's like a something where uh, where the two ends of the wire meet. The two ends are not just soldered soldered together. Where the the where the wire begins and ends, there's like like a package. You notice that there's a there's a cylindrical package. Okay, what's in there are magnets, two magnets. So the magnets, you have three junctions, you know, the, the three points where the magnets touch, uh, the, the center and the two ends. So what it is, is what, what I have is where the ma- magnets are, those packages where the magnets are, in the junction where the magnets touch the metal and touch each other, I have the, Shanghai, the, the three different Shanghai mixes that I, that I set up for the resonators. You know, one mix is uh, silver, silver saturated Shanghai powder. Uh, the other one is Shanghai by itself, and the third one is the, the an equal mix of regular Shanghai powder and and silver saturated. So, when I initially showed uh, Nancy the setup, 
we discuss which is the the ideal order that they should be, you know, which which should be the regular Shanghai first, which should be the mix, which should be the silver saturated, because there's a direction to the energy flow. And inside the package, since since the wire is um, the energy is coming out of the wire in the center, and then it goes and meets the other end that's at the periphery because it's constantly spinning toward the center. That's that's one of the things that I check with the pendulum. Okay, they want these wires is spinning. Yes, spinning is one thing, but there's also another direction. It's either going from the center out to the perimeter or from the perimeter to the center. Which way should the energy go? And I kept getting the same scheme as these coils. The energy should go from the perimeter toward the center. So they're implosion coils. An implosion is a very important principle because uh, all of nature is implosive. It's explosive technology that's harmful and damaging and it's constantly growing old and wearing down like uh, internal combustion engines. Anything that explodes to do its work, it's, it's, it's poor technology because it wears a lot, it wastes a lot of energy, and it grows old very fast. Where when you look at nature, that's not the way it works. A lot of processes in nature are implosive. Because it, it's it's always cool, it's uh, it's constantly regenerating. So that's why you know, the Vedros never focus on death because they don't they 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 went the other way. They were focused focused on eternal life in nature. They they didn't care, so they were constantly focused on things renewing themselves, not things dying. So there well, was well, another principle. Well, when I look at this, when I really, you know, just get fixated on it and then check out the energies of it, um, the combination of this, in this case, you don't, I agree that you don't need the um, the difference in the sizes, except in the first two. The first two seem to have to have the, the, the two sizes, um, but the other two don't. But, okay, so we got the, that kind of a connection to these things. But the way that the energies are flowing, it's like the harmonics, okay, of the, you got that, it's like dropping a, a stone in water, and you got the ripple effect going out. Well, when the ripple effect gets into the, let's say, the shorter wavelength, that's when it engages the secondary, the smaller ones, okay, and what's what's being created is another concept of the null point the zero point the point at which the quantum we we don't want to get into the quantum field discussion but where the proto energy of all manifestation within the third dimension is contained so it's like yes it is a number of vortexes coming together to continually maintain this this connection that you know shungite does with the c60 to the quantum field let's say does that make oh, sense and i forgot yep yep and uh, i forgot the last ingredient since the silver is in the tube in the base so that it's touching the the tube and the shungite which is the the base is made with the shungite um the last ingredient that I added was a tiny pinch of the nectar into that base tube. I would hope. 
because because you just you just gave all the specifics that anybody needs to make one of these but the only person in the face of the earth that can give you that nectar energy is walt silva so you can build them you can people will rip this off as soon as they can figure out exactly what we just said and they will build them but if you want one of the most amazing gifts that we've been given get it through walt it's a pinch of nectar and we've talked about nectar you know it's 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 the icing well, I, it's I icing it was, on the cake <laughs> one of the things that i remember mentioning to you is that uh like i said i never understood why i was i felt the need to make anything with this uh, it's just that i guess it's a form of entertainment maybe making things uh but one of the things after i assembled it and put it on the table um, looking at it, I, I, th- I said to you, "Doesn't that look like a like a sword and a cup? I mean, that base oh, yeah. at the bottom, oh, yeah. with a smaller to the big thing, and then the, the 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 thin tube in the center. It's like there's a there's a sword sitting in the center of a cup." Oh wow! You know something, and in the <laughs> in the picture, okay, the. The uh, court, the rose quartz in it. The ha- it looks like the handle of the sword. So the sword oh. is pointed down, in through yeah. the, through through the uh, the the torsion field, the standing waves, all those little standing waves that are working into the shungite resin, that's got the nectar in it. And how did nectar? How was nectar formed? It was formed by a rod, that had. Uh, uh, it was a laser. It was a laser quartz crystal that was probably a little shorter than that one, the one you've got on there. And that was put down. The point was put down into the water. Mm. The symbolism in this thing, you know, between the yeah. As soon as you started talking about the cup and the sword, I was like, whoa. I mean, <laughs> well, you know. The- you have a picture that you can post in the chat room. About uh, what? There is one. Of, of the the uh, love machine is in the chat room. I on the promo yeah. picture. It's all all these yeah, the, pictures that we're talking about are up on the promo picture. Oh, I'll, on the promo. I'll I'll post it again. Okay. Okay. Because if you missed it, then maybe okay. somebody else yeah, did. Yeah, because you're there. I missed. Dolly, Dolly, Nancy, and Walter. Okay, I'm going to post it again. What? 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 Walter, what did you say? I don't know what Walter said. No, I was mentioning that it's the promo picture that has uh, our the three of our faces on the image. Oh, there. Okay, okay. Now where's the machine and it just this? click on it. Now Dolly Remember click my eyes are going Dolly click on it. Dolly click on it. Click oh, on the there's pi- no that's click on wrong. the picture, Dolly. I click. And now it should I be click. in a set new a new window and it's real big. Yes. Okay, it's I'm off there. off to the right in the bottom is what we're talking about. Oh in the bottom in the oh in the middle part of the bottom. The, the, uh, what what's going to confuse you is that Nancy put, Nancy put a, a also added the photo of a device called the power wand so don't let that confuse you that has nothing to do with the uh, holy grail 
vortex generator. So they're two totally separate devices. The other thing oh, is Oh, you're power. now calling it the Holy Grail? Well, oh. I was simply calling it, I'm simply calling it a vortex generation, not a vortex generator. I'm not calling it Holy Grail because that's not what it is. That Holy Grail. And you're not calling it, you're not calling it the love machine like Annette and I wanted? <laughs> I thought that was a joke. Coils is based on the on the essence of love, so that, that's why I called it that. <laughs> or you called it that. <laughs> yeah. So I think called it the love <laughs> the love the vortex love machine. Yeah. People are gonna <laughs> get the wrong idea, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so now, so now that you've mentioned the uh, the other device there, because I didn't, I, I assumed that you sent me those pictures because I asked for them and I wanted to talk about that yeah. too. So why don't you just cover that? We've got ten minutes here. Okay, that is like one of the first devices I ever made. I mean, together with uh, the very first uh, Cloudbuster I made, uh, this device is made. Uh, the, the the guy who offered the the designs for it is Don Croft. He, you know the guy who worked with uh, you know the organized gifting movement, and it was a, a device to um, uh, dissolve you know like negative organ and, and dissolve uh, like well to give you an idea. This device was used in a um, Mexican restaurant here in, in, the, in the Twin Cities that uh, a group of psychic women went there to clean the restaurant because it was haunted. It was so bad that they were changing employees like every week. People were getting creeped out, all the things they saw and heard. And these are non-psychic people that are you know, doing, going about their work in, a, in, a, in the kitchen restaurant and they're seeing things or they're hearing things and they were so, so spooked that they left. So the the restaurant owner, I don't know how he got hold of these women. Uh, they used to call themselves Clarion as a group of five women that would go to these places and, and clean them. And I, and I knew one of them and I, the, the restaurant was supposed to be made up of two buildings because one building was where the, the kitchen and the main dining room was. The other building was like a banquet hall type, but both buildings were together. So I said, why don't you take my power wand and see if it actually works because it's supposed to do that. It's supposed to clear haunted spaces. And uh, she complied and she took it. And uh, at the time I used to run, I used to plug... Um, a square wave generator on this thing so that a square wave would uh, energize a Mobius coil inside. Inside, there's a, there's a structure be, besides being filled with organite all, and all kinds of stones and crystals. The crystal that you see in the photo at the center of that disc is actually a Lemurian crystal that goes about three quarters of the way down into the body of the power wand. And be beneath that, there are three quartz uh, double points put up together like a tetrahedron. So it's like this crystal is actually sitting on another, in a, on a tetrahedron, tetrahedron made of crystals. 
and all four of those crystals are wrapped in Mobius coils. Now, what happens with Mobius coils is that when you put a signal through a Mobius coil, that signal, instead of becoming electromagnetic waves, it becomes scalar waves. And uh, Don Croft explained that the scalar waves go through everything into the fourth dimension, and that's why it clears. If there's a space is haunted by negative entities or whatever, it, it clears them. So I remember I lent them to this device, see what would happen. And uh, Dia, the the woman, the woman that I knew, she while the while the five women were work on the main building and the kitchen, they left this thing on in that banquet hall next door. So they went about their business of clearing the main restaurant, and when the time came for the women to go into the banquet hall, it was already cleared. It turns out that they had nothing to do there, so it worked. It, it cleared the place from whatever entities were were contaminating that space, and the restaurant was able to be successfully cleared. So through the years, I kept adding more things to it. It, it has a Shanghai base and a Shanghai with a magnet, and I added this reflective plate that I bought at an X-Men surplus store and uh, for those of you that may recognize it, this is the reflective plate from a, from a street traffic light. <laughs> That's where it comes from. <laughs> so I did that to amplify the, the output um, of the crystal. And what I did, I guess you can see it in this side, in this picture, I made uh, these cabochons with resin and the nectar. So inside this reflective dish, I have three of those cabochons. So that's the final addition. Now, instead of driving, instead of using, you know, a circuit with a battery to drive that Mobius coil with some kind of signal, which you can, it has, this thing has an RCA type socket. What I ended up doing, and you can see this in the second and third photo, I made a, a, an implosive coil that it has um, it has two 50-pound magnets in, inside. Uh, these are, sorry, 15-pound. There are two 15-pound magnets between these plates. And again, it has uh, three, three types of shungite powder. And what it is, instead of driving that coil with an electronic signal, I'm driving this coil with the flow of organ that's being pushed by the, the magnet assembly and the implosion coil. So, and, and you can see it with a, with a pendulum. If you, if you remove that, that assembly, which is the coil on the two plates, meaning that you're unpl unplugging that and you're opening the circuit, if you hold the pendulum over the center, uh, it, it, it moves in a circle clockwise but it's very small. As soon as you plug in that coil and the plates with the, with the magnets, it starts spinning faster and faster and faster to the point that the pendulum is practically horizontal because it's spinning so big and so fast. So that's, so that's the purpose of that device. It's meant to clear spaces from all kinds of like etheric contamination, negative entities, uh, you can use it for healing. You can use it uh, with pictures, uh, like to, or send it remotely to a special place. Uh, 
it's 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 old. It's like the 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 second device I made after I made the first uh, Cloudbuster. So I was showing Nancy that I inco- I, got, I had incorporated the Nectar into this uh, power wand. Uh, that was Don Croft's name for it. So that's that's the name that I used. And the, like I said, the 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 quartz it's a lemurian quartz and i don't know why the woman who sold me the crystal said it it was an isis crystal uh i i don't know what that means why she named it that but she said it was a female uh, lemurian quartz and she showed me the difference between lemurian quartz and regular ones is that quartz ones quartz ones have six faces lemurian quartz ones same thing, six faces, but three are rough, like like they have these uh, lines, parallel lines on it, and three are smooth. He says they all have because it, those those faces that have those lines, that's where the information is. Because she said Lemurian quartz, they're all library quartz. They're full of information if you know how to access that information. And I said, oh, thank you for letting me know. At the time, I was learning all about this organized thing and crystal so uh, I knew nothing about you know Lemuria quartz just other besides the point that it was, they were so attractive so just a piece of uh, interesting trivia I guess <laughs> and it's so heavy it, it must be like 15 pounds it, you can don't drop it on your foot <laughs> Well, listen, we're getting to the uh, end of the show here. We've got like two minutes. So, um, again, tell people where they can find out more about this or connect with you. And also to let people know that this guy can, you know, help you with computer problems, even if you don't know you've got them. But the computer's working slower and slower. Um, so he's got that on his uh, website, too. And your website is? Oh, it's uh, newparadigmtools.net. And uh, I think I may have, uh, hold on, let me double check. Yeah, uh, in my main page, you'll see that I, I uh, took off the list, listing of the, what do you call it, the computer support, since there weren't, nobody was asking about it. But if you are interested, just send me a contact uh, form and just uh, let me know the, uh, your email. And I'll write back, and you can describe what your issue is. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, you want to say goodnight to everybody? Good night, everybody, and thank you for being here with us. Dolly, you want to say a quick goodnight? Good night, everybody. Thank you for being here. And I thank you all for being here. We will see you next time. Be safe. Preaching, preaching The unknown, unknown, unknown You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show Produced by Cosmic Reality Radio Thank you for listening To